And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvel Siggy. Joining me is my good friend, Tyler. Tyler, say hi. Hello, everyone. So, uh, we're not going to do jokes today. Uh, we really can't, and we really shouldn't, um, because this is the most serious studio game movie we'll probably ever cover. Um, and neither of us have seen it. Um, I've heard about it before. What did you know about Grave of the Fireflies beforehand? Okay, so I knew right from the get-go that this was going to be a depressing movie, uh, and it's going to um, deal with serious subject matter. Um, we yeah. act, me and Hades Hellart, who, um, who we, uh, uh, what were we doing? Um, we watched, uh, A Silent Voice, and I did a review on it, uh, not too long ago. We tried to watch this movie, but finding rentals for it was a bit of a pain, and, uh, I haven't really watched it up until this very viewing, and my fears were pretty much almost unfounded it is depressing for sure but yeah yeah we'll get more into it uh, as we go further in the review yeah and i've heard i've heard about this movie um just to technically because when you talk about when you talk when you think about it because at, at, just to get this out of the way technically if you look on hbo max which a, a huge part of that service when it initially launched was the fact that Every single Studio Ghibli movie is on there except for this one, and that's because this is technically not owned by Studio Ghibli. This is owned by the person who wrote. I believe it's a book, um, Tyler. If I if I if I'm corrected, it is a short story. Um, short short story of the original author uh, by uh, Akiyuki Nosaka. Um, so it's a semi autobiographical short story. Um, so they, they don't own this movie, which is probably why it's not on HBO Max. But you can... Uh, it's available to rent, and then it's available to rent on Voodoo, or you can buy it off of iTunes. Um, and we watch the English dub uh, because that's what we've been working with, so that's what we will be doing. So let's go ahead and um, uh, talk about... Let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, this was directed by Isao Takahata, with a screenplay by Isao Takahata. Uh, of course, based on The Grave of the Fireflies by Akiyuki Nosaka. Produced by Toru Hara. Uh, this was released on April 6, 1988. Um, it had a box office. It doesn't say any kind of uh, um, what their uh, budget was, but it had a box office of 1.7 billion yen or 516,000 in, uh, in the U.S. I think that's because when it was released very uh, recently, uh, like these, like, I don't, not recently, but. It didn't have a huge release over here as much Studio Ghibli movies did not. Um, and uh, I, and of course we did, there's two different voice casts. Um, we'll be doing the Sky Pilot Entertainment one, which came out via 19, in 1998. So that is the voice actors that we watched. Um, that is uh, Seita Yokawa, uh, J. Robert Spencer is Seita Yokawa. Uh, Corinne Orr is Setsuko Yokawa. Veronica Taylor, which you will recognize that name, is Mrs. Yokawa, their mother. Amy Jones is Saita and, and Setsu's aunt, which she's never given a name. Um, Shannon Conley is their cousin. Dan Green, another name you'll you'll be familiar with. Actually, that is not the pilot. No, that is not because I don't rec I didn't recognize Dan it's Green's a, voice at all. So might yeah, Dan Green uh, is the farmer, and I recognize him immediately. Okay, that is, okay, it, it, okay. Then that, it is the correct one. And then Christmas. Crispin Freeman, which that name sounds familiar. Why do I know that name? Uh, he's um, Itachi and Alucard. 
That's what it is. Um, he and he plays the doctor and the old man. So, um, so to put to put it lightly, uh, this movie is about the final days of World War Two, uh, surrounding the characters of Saita and Setsuko uh, Yokawa, a brother and sister tandem. Um, and it's 1945, I think, because the war officially ended in summer 1945. Uh, I think Japan surrendered, I think, August 6, 1945, which, God, we're, that's really, that's in two weeks. Uh, that's next week, which is really crazy to think about the ending of World War II. Um, and it's pretty much their tale, it's a tale of survival. And this movie is considered, I think a lot of people consider it one of the best, like, a, a great war movie. Even though, like, when Americans think of war movies, they think of, you know, Saving Private Ryan or Pearl Harbor. This is not a movie about that. This is a movie about how the people are affected in times of war. Um, and, and, because we can't really break it down, but it, 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 I just have to say, man, like, you think you're ready for something, right? Because, like, but when you watch this movie, you're really not. Yeah, you're not really ready for this movie, even if you think you are. Like, this is probably one of the most realist depictions of uh, war that I've seen in the film thus far. And this is an animated piece. Right. Um, there, now, the, like, now, if, like, Studio Ghibli movies are not of her to violence, um, but... It never, nothing ever gets too graphic, and nothing ever here gets too graphic. But you are going to see, like the moment I knew this movie was was going to be like like heart wrenching a little bit was when after the first air raid, and uh, Setsuo walks over like this little hill to see his former hometown, and it's just gone, like after uh, American bombers have just bombed it, which, um, you know. It just it just broke my heart. Like all these these people were just living here, right? They weren't a military base. They weren't anything, and um, the Americans just bombed the hell out of them, um, to the point where both Setsuka and uh, Saita and Setsuko get separated from their mother um, very very early on, and then from there we're pretty much it's it's a story about them. Um, you actually see charred bodies. You never see, like, blood. Um, there's one graphic instance we'll talk about in a moment, but this movie's not, like, it, it's not as bad as there's another, I don't, you may have heard of this movie, Tyler, um, but Barefoot Gen, have you heard of that one? I have not. Okay, so, if anybody doesn't know what that is, Barefoot Gen was, if this movie's, like, Around the same time, because you actually, I think you actually see one of the one of the planes that is going to drop one of the bombs on. I can't remember either Hiroshima or Nagasaki. You actually see one of the planes. Um, um, I, I can't remember the names, were, but it's very similar looking. Um, Barefoot again was about during the holoc during that moment, and it's very brutal. It's don't watch it unless you have a strong stomach. I, I'm I'm legit. I'm dead serious, and. This movie is um, knows when to pull its punches. It's gruesome. It's it's horrifying in a very different way. But it doesn't. The lack of like 
l blood or limbs does not make its impact any less so. Um, and and honestly, like what's what's really um, interesting is the fact that it's all tied together by the brother and sister pairing, which is just possibly one of the most wholesome relationships I've seen in a in a Ghibli movie, like period. Yeah, it really is. Their relationship holds this movie together, and it's pretty much the crux of why it works. Yeah, because you're given a reason to care. Um, and I think a movie like this is important. And an, and this was marketed towards kids as a kid's movie. And I think movies like this need to exist because kids aren't stupid. You know, we know. We tend to forget as adults that kids are actually smarter than they, that we know they are. And we think they're just idiots. But they're observant. They they, they, they understand. And in fact, um, there's an instance of Setsuko dis, uh, demonstrating that later on in the movie. Um that I think a movie like this needs to experience to show them that the world can be a terrifying place. And as much as nobody wants to tell their kid that you kind of have to at some point. Yeah. It's a cruel lesson to learn, but it is something that needs to be learned nonetheless. Right. So basically what happens is there's an air raid. Setsuko and uh, Seita are, driven to live with I, I think it's their dad on their aunt's side uh their aunt on their dad's side i think it's inferred um and pretty much they're living there um until things go bad which we'll break down we'll question we'll talk about those and then ultimately they are then living among themselves in this shelter and things go from bad to really bad to depressing um, in fact, the movie opens and it, and it makes it, it kind of comes full circle with the opening where um, with how with the, how that happens and it makes the opening hurt that much more if you decide to ever watch this movie again. Um, so I, I, I'm 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 curious. I get, I think the because a lot of it is like not shock value, but a lot of the meat of that story is when they're staying at their aunt's house. How did you feel about that during that particular section of the movie, where they're kind of they're kind of living life despite what's going on? Like I kind of understand. Like uh, they literally just lost their mother. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Um, yeah. And um, the only place they could go to is their aunts, who is pretty reluctant for them to stay anyway because they're struggling to get by as well. And right. just trying to keep uh, his five-year-old year uh, sister happy and healthy along with uh, trying to help out around their aunts is not an easy feat uh, in uh, post-war time. So, I can understand uh, both sides in all honesty, but yeah, I just can't help but feeling bad for their situation in all honesty. Yeah. Um, um, and like, like you said, with the mom dying... Because it's kind of never really said initially, and the second the, there's a woman who comes up to Seita and says, uh, "Your mom's are hurt. You need to go see her." I and, and I apologize for drawing your personal experience again, but like I I remember my dad telling me, "You need to go see your grandma," and I like the, it's like when you hear those words and you hear hospital next to it, you know things aren't gonna be good. Um, it's never good like that, and. This is the most gruesome 
thing I've seen in a Ghibli movie is she. It, it looks like she was probably caught. They never say what happens to her, but presumably she was caught in a in a bombing raid, and she suffered severe burns, like burns all over her body, um, and she's pretty much just barely alive. Uh, and then we learn, and we were told that she was going to get taken to this hospital to hopefully receive some treatment. And then we learn later on that she does she did, she died of her injuries before she could even leave the school that they were staying at. Um, and that kind of goes back into Seta. I I as as a big brother um, character, this guy may have been like the most emotionally strong character I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. This dude has nerves of steel uh, with all the shit he goes through in this movie. Like dealing with his mom, dealing with the war, dealing with the fact that his dad, who's in the in the uh, Japan uh, Japanese Navy, um, dealing with all of that, and um, and also like you said earlier, dealing with his sister. There's only brief moments where he is, I don't want to say weak, but um, opens himself up um, to to uh, vulnerability. Because I don't think he's weak by by crying. Because he's a, even then he's still a kid. He is very much a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, like like, there's a moment where they say uh, she tells where Saita tells his sister, you know, mom's really sick, and she starts crying because that's what five year olds do. You know, they they cry when they don't understand something or they can't have something, whether it's something superficial or not. And what does he do? He starts playing on the jungle gyms to start making her happy. He puts her happiness above him each and every time. Uh, and I think it's I think it's really commendable. Um, but what I do like overall about this movie is the fact that it sh- and it it shows because up until recently, like I would say. Because unfortunately, you and I have. This is something we as Americans can never have never been able to understand. Certain sub minorities in America can understand it, like black people, indigenous, can understand what it's like having a foreign military power come in and destroy your living. That is something you and I can never have never can never understand. That you could possibly have your home bombed by a foreign power. And I thought this film did a great job of giving sympathy to the Japanese people because they're just citizens. They, they, you know, they're, it's not a propaganda piece. It is very much a humanistic story. Yeah, this movie is all about the human experience and how war brings out the worst in people. And just the fact of trying to survive in this, uh, War turn land the fallout is incredibly brutal. Right, um, like it, get, it gets so bad. Um, it, it, get, it gets so bad to the point where they ha- like he's scrounging for food uh, during air raids because the rationing becomes to becomes extremely tight, and he's no longer living with his aunt's house. Which we'll talk about that whole dynamic in a minute. But I, I really applaud the the movie for. And especially, this is only forty years after the war, 
um, roughly get like I think forty two years after the war. I think I did my math right. And I don't even think the uh, the United States even apologized about the dropping of Hirosh the the bombs until like President Reagan in the mid eighties. I, I think it was President Reagan who did. So like, you know, um, this this cons- there's this there was this cons- like I'm applying American history to it because I think it matters for our context that we demonized the hell out of the Japanese and. Subsequently, other Asian uh, people of Asian descent. In fact, we put them in fucking internment caps. That that is more talked about now than it ever was before. Um, Lord knows, you and I probably didn't know about the Japanese internment camps growing up in school, nope. uh, especially down here in, in Texas. Or at least I don't I don't know where you went to school, but um, but it is it is very much something you don't learn about, and um. And it just it just shows how war. There's a, somebody somebody. There's a random character who says in the line like, "War is not just tough on the soldiers; it's tough on the people." Um, which again, it's something you and I can't understand, but we can. If you have any kind of uh, empathness, uh, uh, sympathize, uh, uh, ability to feel anything, empathy. Thank you. You're gonna. It's this room's gonna hurt you. It's gonna hurt you hard because you just you don't want you don't want this shit to happen. Even if you are at war with that other country, you don't want those citizens to suffer. Um, but let, let's let's talk about the aunt. Basically, the crux of the the story before we talk about the end. How like um, I thought like. Part of me thought she was being a little too harsh on the kids, but like like you said earlier, I feel like I can understand her, considering that Japan is in a state of war right now. Yeah, as I said before, war definitely brings out the worst in people, and uh, just the aunt just trying to uh, provide for her family as well as these two newly orphaned kids is a real hassle, so... I can understand where she's coming from, though at the same time she does come off as a bit too harsh. Though that's the reality of it all, unfortunately. Right, because, and like, and I'm not gonna blame the kids because she sees them, because she like we she they're also living with her daughter and her husband, uh, and the husband I think is a factory worker, and I think the daughter the daughter probably like even in America like kids were doing stuff for the war effort like collecting scrap stuff sending it off for bonds and stuff like that um so i assume like she's probably doing something similar i don't know too much about that but meanwhile the five-year-old can't really do anything and then uh, tetsuo she he is old enough to do something but it kind of implies because his father's in the military he has special privilege because he's a military family member so like that's how he even got a ride to her his aunt's house in the first place but like i i couldn't like i can understand you know him he, to him uh, Tetsu, to uh, Seda's job. His job is is to protect his sister, first and foremost. Nothing else comes. Nothing else comes prior to that. Uh, even even if there's a war effort going on, and I I think that yes, you could. Some people could be callous and say, well, they do. They should work. They should do something to to you know make it easier and. You know, you could you could even say that 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 Saita, Saita um, makes some unnecessary choices that didn't need to happen to their suffering. You know, you you could even say that, and that 
Would you Would you agree with that? I would think so. Yeah, like uh, uh, even in times of war, um, protecting the people is the first and foremost priority, and uh, Seda is pretty much the only one that can uh, make sure that Setsuko is happy and healthy at this point in time. So it makes sense for him to um, do it on her rather than help with the war effort. Exactly. Yeah, and like they like like it's like they're trying to live like life. And there's a great parallel to that where they go to the beach, and there's there's this there's this I think it's a grandma and her presuming her grandchild, uh, or might have been a mother and her child. Um, they're like using the salt water to to ration for a particular type of food, and they're just playing on the beach. You know, they're just like she's just trying to have his have his sister. You know, ha- just. Like, like I don't want to sound like I'm blaming him, you know, for not doing anything, but like, like, cause it's not, cause I I, under, I understand that position, cause you just want your sister to be happy. Your sister understands what's going on, but you don't want her to suffer any more than she already has, cause she doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel about them basically leaving? the house ultimately um I feel like that uh, this is kind of a tough uh, thing because uh, you know I can understand uh, they don't want to burden the aunt because uh, they feel like that uh, they're pretty much making um, life uh, harder for them but at the same time uh, two kids going off on their own uh, while a war is going on yeah like, uh, I just can't help but feel bad for these kids, man. Yeah, it's, 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 and if you think the movie can't punch you any harder, it's when you get to the final act of the movie where, uh, uh where Seita and Setsuko are on their own and they're trying to live in this little bomb shelter by themselves, and you kind of noticed earlier that that and uh, Setsuka she mentions she's itchy. She mentions she's hot or she has to go to the bathroom a lot, you know. And you don't really kind of just like, it's just a kid being a kid, whatever. Um, and then there's one moment when they, like, I think they're on alone for themselves right now. And I guess he's giving her a bath. And you just see how malnourished she is and all the bruises, like, uh, marking she has on her from, I guess, it's like the, like, she's not getting the food to, to help with her skin, like, her energy or the, to help retreat that. And it's just like I was like, oh my god, like like, and and it's not the uh, like you could call it negligence, but like it's like it, it, it who knows that could have been the situation when they were still staying at the house, you know. Uh, it's 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 entirely like that, but seeing the fact that they Studio Ghibli uh, or that the, the the team rather made a decision to. You don't just so I think it goes out saying that Satsuka she dies, like like and it kind of and it's kind of implied at the beginning of the movie. Um, but the fact that they basically see you, you have you watch her die slowly. You watch and like I think that was the hardest part for me was seeing that. Yeah, as someone because, that's an older brother. That's something that. I'd never want to see in my siblings ever. 
Yeah, like like you know, I can't like take you like obviously my connection with my younger sister, um, and like you know just that I just like Jesus, I never want to see that. It was it was just awful, and he he did like he. Granted, he could have like he even gets told by a farmer, you know, you should just you know, um, apologize and go home, and that may have rectified the situation. But he he does not a stubbornness. Who knows? Um, and and he's just trying to write for his sister because he doesn't want to be a burden to his aunt anymore. But God, that was that was that was really tough. And then I I, I straight up started crying when um, you actually see her in the little in the casket, which I was like I couldn't handle it anymore at that point. Um, and unfortunately, we've. And what happens is he's gonna go get money to actually go buy food. Uh, I think it's like from her mom's account or her bank account or something. I can't remember exactly how. Which is it doesn't really matter. And he's told that Japan surrendered unconditionally, and like he can't fathom that idea and the fact that it's presumed that his father is also dead uh, from uh, like on, on one, whatever boat uh, he was, whatever ship he was serving on. So now he's lost his mother, his father, and his sister is pretty much catatonic to the point where she is grabbing these rocks and saying she's reliving a memory while also being awake. And like that, God, that was just so, that was, that was so crushing. That that was probably the moment like I, I started to break. Yeah, that, that scene is not for the faint of heart in all honesty. No, um, and he takes her to a doctor. You know, and the doctor just says, "Oh, she's you see next patient." And like the like the 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 cal like you could say the cal the calluses of humans, and like and all that stuff because like you, said, you know war it makes war times does not make anybody does not make anybody a nice person. It just makes everything more stressful than it already was. Um. Uh, it was, and, and, and it circles back to the beginning of the movie where after losing his sister, after losing his mom, his dad, and his sister, you find him, he's at, at the beginning of the movie, he is on, like, just sitting, I think, at a train stop, um, and he's, uh, and he's just, like, like, a homeless person just sitting there, just, like, he's alive, but he's, not, he's pretty much, he's pretty much dead. He has no reason to live uh, to him. And he's just a husk. And once I connected that and that he put her ashes inside the canister and the janitor basically just said toss the toss it, basically tossing her ashes, it made that opening hurt a lot more. Um, this... I think it was not saying that don't watch this if you like. I think I think everybody should watch it. In honesty, for sure, I think for sure that this is probably a mandatory watch. Yeah, um, especially for younger kids. Maybe not like five year olds. Maybe like ten year olds. You know, to like to show them that it can get bad. It can get really bad, but despite all that, there was always a underlining of hope and optimism through uh, Saito. 
it 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 never wavered until the end when his sister was gone um which you could be a nihilist and say that but i'd like to look at the the optimism he never let go of yeah until he had nothing to hold on to anymore but i i would also agree with you that yeah this is this is mandatory viewing and especially like and I and I feel like you know you and I we grew up you know with granted we we do not we do not we are not, we are not from Iraq we're not from there but we grew up with more coverage of the Iraq War more of we now we, like before if you were an American in the 1940s you had no idea what was going on in Japan in the state of the people and to feel sorry they were just the enemy um, you know. Um, and now, especially like you talk with like the war in Ukraine's going on right now, with social media, you can know what's going on with it every single day, and how even you know how how awful it really is in real time. Um, which I think will help for people to hopefully sympathize that war is fucking awful. Which is it, that's that's. That goes without saying, but sometimes you need to see it firsthand to truly understand that. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And, and especially for, like, Americans where we glorify war culture. We, we, we glorify in school, in movies... The, the 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 like oh it was it was this courageous battle it was a it was, it was this and that and I think it's an important lesson to learn that how tragic the war is and not just on the the battlefront but on the home front um the 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 how truly evil it is. And that we as a species cannot get past that point somehow. Yeah. Beyond pointless violence. I apologize if this sounds real preachy, but this... I think it resonates with the movie. For sure. Any other... I, th- I think... I can't... Uh, any other things we should talk about? Uh, in this movie, bro? Uh, for this movie, not particularly. Um... Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the thing is, is like it's not like uh, the the uh, Takahara. Um, like, like obviously, we hear is like it's is, call it as an anti-war film because of like it's it's affecting society, um, and that uh, it focuses them almost as entirely its personal tragedies in the war gives rise to. Brandon seeking and glamorizes the heroic struggle between nations. It emphasizes that war society's failure to perform its most important duty to protect its own people. Um, uh, he's pretty denied that it's a it's a it's an anti-war movie. Uh, it's not an anti-war anime. It contains actually no such message. Uh, uh, it's contained the image of, of the brother and the sister living a failed life due to isolation from society, invoke sympathy, and invoke sympathy for people in their teens and twenties. Um, since the film gives a context of the war, talk about a feel that a politician could easily just claimed uh, in need to avoid the strategies in general. He was skeptical that depictions of suffering. So, like, he doesn't see it that way. But I, I still think you can still take that message away from that. Yeah. 
I think I think you could look at both. Um, but uh, yeah, I apologize if we're on a down note. This one, this movie's not that kind of movie. Um, next week it will be, and we won't even say next week because I feel like we should just uh, let's just plug our stuff and get out of here, shall we? Right on. Uh, go ahead, Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at HeadsHatsHi. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tired Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I also stream live on Twitch on uh, weeknights at 11 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Shoes one Check the schedule to see what I'm up to. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy. Uh, I stream live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. And, of course, go to charts.com for this episode as well as our other shows. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week for a much more happy one. Um, not that this wasn't important to do, and I'm glad we did it. Um, but uh, uh, I'm sure we'll get our sad moments, but nothing will ever hit this escalate. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you all next time. Stay uh, be safe out there. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.